Well, guys, I don't know what to say. I mean, things aren't looking good. Coruscant is running out of toilet paper. The Gungan city is on a lockdown, and Emperor Palpatine is making all of these troopers stay home without pay, and uh, it's just not looking good. This coronavirus, you know, it's, it's taking over the whole galaxy. Welcome to Han Talks First. This is the podcast you're looking for. It takes place right here in our world, but we talk about a galaxy far, far away. It's a Star Wars podcast by a Star Wars fan, me. I'm Han. I'm your host on the show. And this is actually our YouTube premiere. Han Talks First has been around for a full year already, which is kind of hard to believe. And we're just now starting our season two, so we thought we would make a debut by introducing some video. You know, it's it's hard to believe that this has been going on for a whole year. When I first started this, I honestly didn't think it would last this long. I didn't know where it was going to go. I had a, I've always wanted to do this and talk about Star Wars. And now we're we're here. We're on season two. And thank you guys for your support. If you're a new listener, please go back and check out all the other episodes. If they're not uploaded to YouTube by now, you can definitely check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere where you like to listen to your podcast content. Now, the intro is a kind of a joke, kind of not a joke. I mean, coronavirus, it's a big deal. It's definitely trying times. And for all of those of you listening to this in March of 2020, you know that we're in a bit of a quarantine right now. And there's this little thing called coronavirus going around. And I think myself and anyone listening to this show has it because this show is sick. And when all this going down, it kind of makes me think, you know, this would actually make a cool concept for a Star Wars story, wouldn't you think? That something beyond the Force, something beyond the Sith, and other evil out there is this virus that <clears throat> invades Coruscant, for example, and just causes a bunch of panic, and um, the Jedi don't know what to do, and uh, they've never had a problem like this before. I think it would make it an interesting story, and, you know, something that maybe this whole pandemic will inspire into future content. I mean, you know, it already kind of inspires a bunch of movies like Contagion and uh, things like that, that <clears throat> is based off like real, real life and contingencies like that. So I don't know, just, just a small thought and don't really know where to take it from there, but maybe it could turn into something one day. So today's gonna be a shorter episode. Um, not too much Star Wars news and just a very little things I want to talk about, and especially when it's focused on, is going to be on television. Um, we, we, you know, we already had the Mandalorian and we're currently into Clone Wars. We're about five episodes in. So those are the two talking points I have today. And hopefully uh, you find it entertaining enough to stick around or uh, drop a like or leave a comment. Uh, for those of you watching, I have on my Star Wars cartoon character shirt. Pretty cool. Got Boba, Stormtrooper, Vader, 3PO, R2, and Chewie. I don't remember where I got this shirt, but uh, it's one of my favorites. And um, uh, sorry for all the listeners who are listening on podcast form, but um, if you want to check out what I have in the background, I have an R2, a Gamora cut, cardboard cutout. There's a Star Wars poster there, but it's actually a reflection 
It's on this side of the room. Uh, a little chewy right here. He's standing on a, a Star Wars record player. And, of course, all my Funkos are up at the top, way up here. I have tons of other stuff and collectibles in this room that I could probably share with you guys sometime. Um, I'll probably do an episode on that. So um, if there's one, I'll, I'll leave a link in this video here, and you can go check it out. So let's jump into the first main topic, which is Mandalorian Season 2. There's been a bunch of rumors, speculation, and hot topics coming out about this, and apparently... Ahsoka is going to be in Mandalorian Season 2. It's going to be a little weird, though, seeing an animated character mixed in with live action, don't you think? Oh, what? What? Rosario Dawson is going to play Ahsoka? What? So this was a fan cast dream come true. I mean, it's been talked about for years, I think. And I'll get into a little bit how so, but... um. Rosario Dawson, she's a great actress. She's been seen in a lot of things. I think I know her best from uh, Death Proof, the Quentin Tarantino movie. And she was great in that. She's been in tons of other things, too. Um, Men in Black 2. <laughs> she was beautiful and fantastic in Men in Black 2. And the other great thing about her is she's a nerd. She's a big-time nerd. <clears throat> so, back what I was saying about this fan-casting dream come true. In 2017... A fan tweeted at Rosario Dawson and asked her to appear in a Star Wars movie as Ahsoka. And the actress actually responded and she said, um, yes, please. And then she hashtagged Ahsoka lives. And this tweet spurred groups of fans to com campaign for her to play that role. And Dawson was later asked about the fan campaign while she was appearing on Good Morning America. And she commented that it would be amazing this is amazing. This whole story is amazing. I mean, it was kind of like the pieces were all put together slowly over time and now it's actually happening. So before this announcement came to be, and before I even heard about Rosario Dawson being considered for the role, I was considering different people to be a live action Ahsoka Tano myself. And this all started when the rumors about Brie Larson performing as her came about. And I, of course, wasn't a fan of that. In my mind, how I pictured Ahsoka Tano being in live action was played by a person of color, considering her background in the series, and uh, considering she's, um, what is she? I don't, she's not a Tylik, a Twi'lek. Um, if anybody knows Ahsoka Tano's species, please leave a comment or shoot me a message, because is it a Twi'lek? I don't know, guys, so uh, let me know. But anyway, and... Obviously, I wanted to be a woman with a very, a very mature, grown-up, much experienced. Uh, what's the word? I guess someone who's been through a lot of trauma, both physically and emotionally. And um, I really never could think of one. And then Rosario Dawson was announced, and that was kind of, kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, I thought it was kind of perfect, and it. it I think it'll work well for this series. The rumor is she's only going to be in one episode. Um, I hope that's kind of disappointing. It'll probably be the last episode of season two. Uh, another cliffhanger, you know. I'm actually kind of shocked that this news got out. And I'm still a little hesitant on if it's true or not, because I don't think Rosario has commented on this and, you know, said it's, said it's happening or anything like that. And Disney and Lucasfilm definitely haven't either. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, 
what would have been really cool. They kept Baby Yoda a secret, and it worked out well. How cool would it have been if they were able to keep Ahsoka Tano live action a secret? And the first time you see her is when you're watching the show and you least expect it, and she comes out, and it's freaking Ahsoka. Would have been amazing. The other bit of Mandalorian Season 2 news I have is comments made by Giancarlo Esposito, who plays Moff Gideon in uh, Mandalorian. He was the Imperial officer who came in at the, the last part, last half of the show and um, is the like the big bad guy, the guy who pulled out the Darksaber uh, at the very end. Um, just something I thought of real quickly was um, how badass um, Werner Herzog was in the show, right? I mean, I would like to see the baby. <laughs> I was so sad he died, which lead, uh, it happens so much in Star Wars. We always get a really great villain, that is short-lived, dies off, you never see him again. Unless, of course, there's an animated show afterwards, and that person comes back with uh, little spider leggies. Darth Maul. Anyway, back to Moff Gideon. So he said at a Vancouver fan expo that his character will be, quote, in a bit of a struggle with someone else in season two, which I'm hoping you will enjoy, end quote. After we just hear this news about Rosario Dawson being cast as Ahsoka and he's saying he's going to have a lightsaber duel with somebody else, I'm thinking he's going to fight Ahsoka. And how cool would that be? The rich history that there's already been with the Darksaber and with Ahsoka Tano and just the fact that it's a, a freaking lightsaber in general. And um, it, I, was a little, I was nervous when Mandalorian first came out because it's a show that's not based on Jedi and Sith, which is fine and all. But I, I really love lightsaber duels. Um, I think the prequel spoiled me with that. And I was a little sad that we weren't going to get lightsaber duels in Mandalorian until the last episode of season one. And I was like, okay, they're bringing one in. So maybe they'll start to do that in season two. And he's also said many times that he's been, uh, where is it? He's, he's broken lightsaber props on multiple occasions when rehearsing. And so that means like there must be, they must be really going at it. Right. So he also commented and said that, um, he said, major, 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 epic, epic lightsaber action happening on this show. There it is. That's what makes me excited. It's got to be Ahsoka, right? Even if, you know, the rumor's true, she's only in it for one episode and they save that lightsaber fight for the last bit of it. Uh, I think that'd be great. Uh, like I said, he's broken many of the prop sabers. You know, he also said... He also had this to say about the child, which was, the child has some incredible power without having to wield the Darksaber. You will be enthused and inspired when you see the scene I'm referring to in season two. Does this mean he's going to go up against the child? Up against the baby. With, all, with the Darksaber? And Baby Yoda's just going to figure out how to, how to deflect and... Uh, uh, fight back. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of fun. Uh, I mean, we are, we're going to get background history of baby Yoda we've, and his species. And that's been declared as what is going to be established. So maybe there's other Yoda species out there that are trained in the force and are able to like fight back to protect this baby. I don't know. So many questions that we need answers to. Why did they want him in the first place? Midichlorians? 
I don't know, speaking of midichlorians, have a really great episode coming out next week about the top controversies in Star Wars, one of which is midichlorians. Me and a guest, my friend Dean, also known as The Collectionist, will be talking about the top controversies. And we have some very interesting things to say about midichlorians and other top controversies in Star Wars. So that's it for Mandalorian Season 2. You know, like I said, there's not much news. All the speculation I've already done on what could possibly happen has been said in previous episodes. So feel free to go check those out on Han Talks First. Uh, next, I want to bring up some Clone Wars stuff. Um, not necessarily a review, not necessarily a recap. I don't like doing that, especially the um, Easter egg breakdowns. Uh, I'm not a fan of doing that myself. But um, I just wanted to talk about it because it's it's getting, it's getting to the point where um, the exposition is almost done, I feel. And we're about to get into the climax of the show, or at least the... The opening acts of the climax. And speaking of Ahsoka Tano, uh, she's finally made her return in Clone Wars. You know, it took five episodes to get her back, but she's back. And she's badder than ever. And I'm not sure about this, but it seems like we're picking up right where her story left off. At the end of season six. Um, but it, there could be a small passage of time in between. I'm not too sure about it. Um, but let's catch up everybody on what has already been established in this show. So you can catch up. So if you remember, she was framed by, um, is it Barris? Barris Afi. Um, and she was framed for bombing the Jedi Temple, uh, which Barris Afi did herself. Um, and because of that, the Jedi Order expelled her because they didn't do proper investigation and they just deemed it as... as her, she was the accomplice. And so they expelled her. Anakin, as attached as he is to Ahsoka, did um, had a confrontation with Barris and made her come forth and actually confess that it was her the whole time and she framed Ahsoka. So the Jedi uh, welcomed Ahsoka back, but she declined. And, I mean, can you blame her? Why, her, her defense is, why would you want to return to something a group of people that didn't trust you to begin with. And so she went out on her own. And I guess to kind of fill in a little bit about where she's going to go, we know that in Rebels she doesn't declare herself as a Jedi. A Force user, yes. A lightsaber wielder, yes. But as far as the practices of a Jedi, she is not. So I think it looks like she's trying to find out where her place is now that she is not a Jedi. And we're going to get that, that uh, time period from when, in between Clone Wars and Rebels, of what happens to her exactly. And episode five is when she comes back in. And I thought it was really cool because we finally get to see the 1313, uh, the, the underworld of Coruscant, which um, was actually, if I remember correctly, supposed to be a game about the underworld of Coruscant. Or that TV show that was leaked a while ago um, that George Lucas was supposed to make. And it was development. It was in development ages ago. But um, I guess we're finally starting to get to see little bits and pieces of what Underworld Coruscant was like. On screen, anyway. And, yeah. So, anyway, we're just jumping into Ahsoka's story now. She was with um, 
that girl, I can't remember her name. I just watched it and I already forgot the name, but she has a sister. They're doing like, um, dark black market type, uh, droid rebuilding and stuff. And Ahsoka, it looks like this is going to be her new home or job. It's with these people, um, in the underworld and they're probably going to get tied into the story and have a bigger role too. Um, so, so far we only have Ahsoka story and the bad batches story. And I guess Rex a little bit. Um, but so far we have two main groups, uh, story threads that are probably going to come together and open up into this huge epic climax. And we know that the finale of this season is going to be epic because on an interview with um the guy who voices Darth Maul forget his name but I'll remember in like a minute just give me some time <laughs> he was on Star Wars Theories channel doing a an interview and he was talking about the ending of this the show and how epic and beautiful it is and so anyway I think the first five episodes is all exposition. We're about to get into the sixth episode, and I think it's just going to take a quick turn. By episode seven, they're all going to have to come together. Eight, nine, and ten, we'll get uh, the villain's perspective on things. And then 11, 12, and just be the epic finale, epic battle. That'll probably... Sorry, guys, there's a plane. I'm not sure if that's picking up on the mic, but... Anyway, and it'll lead into the events of Revenge of the Sith. Probably picking up at Order 66. We'll see. But anyway, the Bad Batch episodes were actually released a long time ago in animatic form. And originally, they weren't actually supposed to be a part of Season 7. So a part of me thinks maybe this is... It was thrown in here as filler. Uh, filler episodes, because they really didn't have that much content to do for this last season. Not sure. One thing I really liked about the Bad Batch is that they each have their own distinct personality. And they're all kind of, I guess, what did they say? Malfunction clones with uh, defects or something like that. But anyway, they're each unique in their own way. And what happens with Echo in the show is he essentially becomes a cyborg more than he normally is. And starts to feel like, well, I've been gone so long and changed so much, I don't fit in with my brothers anymore. So he joins the Bad Batch. And I thought this was great because it, it kind of teaches people to value your own uniqueness. And even if it's a quirk of yours that's not necessarily appealing, you can always find someone who will accept you and take you in and exploit those as strengths. So I thought it was really cool. And I'm glad he's back into the show. Uh, Interesting fact, Padme was actually not supposed to be in this final season at all. Uh, So when they got approval from Lucasfilm that they were going to get to finish the series, uh, Dave Filoni actually had to go back and rewrite Padme in it because she's such an important part of the show and in Anakin's life. And so I'm really excited to see how that will change this story and move into episode three, revenge of the Sith. Um, Obi-Wan made a small appearance along with Anakin, Anakin more than Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan was in it for a little bit. And it's kind of established now that Obi-Wan has no idea that Anakin is married 
to Padme. He's always he's always skeptical and always very curious about the relationship, but it's very apparent now that he has no idea. And so that might factor into what goes on later down the line as far as like maybe he like says, keep your distance, stay away from her. You can have a friendship. Um, but I don't think he'll ever say it out loud because or say it like as directly because he too loved before, which was uh, in Satine and uh, another another great Clone Wars uh, arc in the, in the TV show. Anyway, something I noticed when I was uh, listening back or watching this season seven of the Clone Wars is kind of trying to figure out, okay, well, what, what's, is the actual difference between clone troopers and stormtroopers? And fundamentally what I think it is, it's not, one was with the light side, one was with the dark side, because technically they were the same. And it's not that uh, some are born clones and others are born into families that they are uh, captured from and that they'll never ever see again. And they're trained from birth, essentially, to be conditioned as a, a soldier. Um, I think it goes a little deeper than that. I think that clone troopers versus stormtroopers is very simple, but, and it's basically that clone troopers have the ability to empathize and care. Not because stormtroopers don't, but because stormtroopers don't get the chance to. So for those of you that listen to, or I'm sorry, watch the resistance TV show, you'll see in season two, uh, one of the characters leaves the resistance and joins the first order. She becomes a stormtrooper, and um, she gets there. And the first order is trying to decide: should we condition her, or should we let her try to make her own choices? And when they have her try to make her own choices, she starts to care about not only the resistance but she also cares about her own troopers in the First Order. Let me try to explain a little better, because I know that was probably hard to follow. So in her training as a stormtrooper, uh, there was three ships flying around trying to catch this um, AI ship as training. And one of her fellow classmates spun out and lost control of their, their um, TIE fighter. So she went off course and went to go save him from crashing into another ship. And because of that, she was taken aside and lectured, like, we don't do that. You know, we only, we don't focus about other troopers. We focus about getting the job done. And you would have, you would have fired upon that um, ship you were supposed to hit if you hadn't gone out of your way to save your fellow trooper. And that's not what we do here. And they were going to send her off for conditioning, which is essentially brain wiping, mind wiping and brainwashing them to thinking basically to only think for themselves when it pertains to the, the integrity and the improvements of the first order. So if that made any sense to you at all, it's basically the difference between storm troopers and clone troopers is not only the ability to think, but the ability to empath emphasize not by by choice, if that makes any sense to you. Anyway, that's all I got for you guys today. 
thanks so much for listening and for watching. Um, like I said, YouTube debut, so it, it's probably a little rough, but we'll get a little better. We'll get some more cameras and uh, more flattering angles in here later. <laughs> but please go check out season one of Han Talks first if you haven't already. Um, there's also social media. You can reach out to me and let me know your Star Wars story. That's one of the things I love hearing is what how you got into it, what makes it iconic for you, and um, just express your love to it for me. And um, follow me on all social media. Everything's at Han Talks First. There's also a Patreon page if you want to check out and um, go the extra length to show your support. Greatly appreciate it. But um, thank you guys so much. And tune in next week for the episode on the top Star Wars controversies. And now, somehow, someway, somewhere, this week, may the Force be with you. <laughs>